I'm saying Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is going to lose that match. She's going to end herself in the Royal Rumble, and she's going to win the thing and challenge Ronda Rousey for the Raw Women's Championship, and then she's going to, then she's going to Raw. This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Cheers, folks. Here is to eight years of this little thing you're listening to right now. And this podcast, this online listening experience, um, this weekly episodic audio episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 417, but more importantly, this marks our eight, eighth year of life. We just we planted that little Marking Out seed in the ground bloomed and blossomed well i don't know where i'm going with this into this big ginormous tree so thank you to every single person that has listened to this episode this podcast before that's listening to the podcast now um eight years second longest relationship i ever had in my life so <laughs> well, i mean i walked away from i walked away from it this one and came back but regardless that's one you can get our shirts at prowrestlingtees.com slash marking out hopefully you bought one during that uh, rumble flash sale Social media-wise, Facebook.com slash MarkinOut, Twitter.com slash MarkinOut, uh, YouTube.com slash MarkinOut11. You can go to our website, MarkinOut.com. If you don't list, uh, go to podcasting applications like uh, the Apple Podcasting app, Stitcher, Google Play. Maybe it's on Amazon. I haven't tested uh, on Alexa yet, but I know they do podcasts, so try us out on there. My name is Chris you could follow me on Twitter at Chris Dog. I'm also sitting here uh, with Brandon, who you can follow on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, uh, happy birthday to Mark and Out. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing awesome, as always. Lovely. And returning to the show this week after successfully reopening the government, Dave, who you can follow on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. Dave, how are you? And thank you for reopening our government. I feel great, and you know, it is my pleasure. I went down to D.C., and I was just like, open the government. And <laughs> I think I said the same exact thing last week. It just worked out perfectly, so <laughs> you're welcome. Um, yeah, thank you for having me back. <laughs> no problem. No problem. So uh, we might as well start with you since you had a fun, exciting week. Uh, how was it? How was, how was D.C.? How was everything else that you did? It was great. I mean, so when I first got on, I had a very late flight. Uh, which is pretty cool because I don't mind late flights because the airport's not as crowded. Plus, I kind of like flying over all the lights in the buildings and stuff and looking down. It always has fascinating to me. So flying over D.C. was pretty cool. Uh, once we landed, one of the first sites that I saw was the Washington Monument. I haven't been to D.C. since I was a little kid. Um, so it was pretty cool seeing that in the Pentagon late at night. I got to my hotel. I had a huge room just to myself, which was kind of weird. Um, this shower. Yeah, how many beds did you have? One or two? Two. Okay, right. so what was like? Was one your eating bed, and the other one was your uh, sleeping bed? One, I was barely like the other one bed was barely touched. <laughs> I mean, I, I slept by closest to the window, and uh, the shower was kind of weird in the hotel. It's called the Kipton Donovan, and the hotel, the shower. 
where it's kind of like a clamshell where it curls around okay. into the shower, but there's no door. It just curls into where the shower is. Oh. Very weird. I, I wasn't too big of a fan because, you know, you get a little breeze here and there. Um, but then every morning I tried to wake up to see something new because I haven't been there in a while. And I'm always one of those people that I want to take advantage of the sights. Unlike on a cruise where I overslept and then I get really annoyed at Brandon for not waking <laughs> me up. <laughs> well, no, because um, you don't. You didn't answer the door or your phone. I know. Yeah, that was definitely my fault. Um, yeah, so every morning I tried to see something new. So I saw the White House. I walked to the White House once at night. And once during the day, I walked to the uh, Lincoln Memorial, the Washington uh, Monument, and it was just really cool. And then the CSM, the, it's the nationwide uh, conference for physical therapy. That was a blast. I got to see a few confer- uh, conferences and lectures. One was on 3D printing and the relationship with that and physical therapy. And then I saw one on robotics and exoskeletal devices uh, for like paraplegics and whether or not they're beneficial or if they hinder and everything like that. Um, it's hinder like gender? Yeah, that's the one. It was okay. pretty cool. They had like an underwater, some of the uh, booths, they had one was like an underwater tread, underwater treadmill okay. uh, device. And one was like an endless pool. So you could swim laps, but you're actually not moving anywhere. It's just a propeller shooting water back at I've you. I've seen those before. Yeah, very interesting concepts. Then they, they have them one... on Big Brother this season. That's... <laughs> really? Yeah. It's do interesting. we have to talk about it again, Brandon? We do. It's uh-huh. interesting. <laughs> uh, we forego your, how your week was so we could just talk about Big Brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? But then like, there was another device that was a, a balance device where you stand on this little balance thing and you have to – it kind of puts you inside of a video game. And it was a pretty cool concept. But overall, I was there for NPTE Final Frontier, which is a review course for the NPTE exam. And uh, I think it was pretty successful. Very grateful for it. But happy to be back on the podcast. Chris, how was your week? Uh, it was good. It's just been work. That's it. Nothing. Part- right. Actually, no, Sunday. Like Sunday, I... Um... had to, I was just like all over the place before the rumble. I didn't work Sunday. But like I had to drive my father to the airport then i had to go get jordan's haircut and then we went to Stu leonard's and then i did some cooking and did some drinking and you know did all that stuff but um and then i had to drive and pick up my father from the airport and had squall yesterday which was awesome i really enjoyed that and this weather has just been so brutally cold but you know what it's gotta stay nice and warm that's it and uh that's it and uh, my next day off is uh sunday so we're preparing for uh super bowl sunday which will be a lot of fun I bought ten pounds of chicken wings today. Oy vey. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we're gonna eat a little. We're gonna eat a lot. Have a, a bunch of cocktails. It'll be good. Thank Hopefully goodness top. for thank goodness for halftime heat. Oh my God! Let's. Oh, we gotta talk about it now. Then that, that halftime heat's back, and it's gonna be Gargano, Ciampa, and Adam Cole versus Velveteen Green, Ricochet, and Alistair Black. Wow. Um, and so is this like taped or no live? This is going to be live of live thing. Yeah, where is really? it? Gonna, is it like? Uh, I'm assuming I, it's got. I mean, it has to be an empty arena. It has to be. I think that I maybe it'll so be at the performance center. Who knows? Maybe are they on the? No, they're probably not on the road this weekend because they were on the road last weekend. 
Wow. Like, I saw this and I texted Brandon and me and him traded expletives about how excited we were. Uh Uh-huh. We also have uh, Worlds Collide airing the day before. Yeah, I already know the spoilers. Yeah, I know the spoilers. I didn't see any spoilers. Really? You didn't see the NXT spoilers from uh, yesterday? Um, I did. Wow, okay. Oh, okay, that makes sense. (laughs) But I heard they taped two different endings, so I don't know. Really? That's what I heard. That's what I read, I mean. Yeah, okay. Yeah, interesting. But, uh, yeah, no, that was my week. Just work, and I'm uh, working. I have off Saturday. I mean, I have off Sunday, and then I go uh, the week until the 9th, and then, you know, doing a bunch of stuff. So it's going to be fun and exciting. What about you, Brandon? How was your week? Cheesecake Factory? Vincent Slam Bar? Yes, Cheesecake Factory, indeed. Happy hour, indeed. Nice, okay. Um... But I went yesterday to New York City, Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Went to uh, Foga de Show, the uh, Brazilian joint. Like, is it restaurant week there also? Uh, it is, but they're um, they're only right, doing the smoke dinner. Smoke alarm just went off. Why? Someone's smoke alarm just went off. Oh, was that? Oh, that wasn't me. I th- I think that that's probably down here. My bad. Uh, is there smoke? Okay, no worries. No, no, no. It's just battery. All right, so continue. Oh, good show. Yeah, so it is restaurant week, but we didn't partake in that because it was uh, only dinner time. Yeah. But uh, I went to see The Lion King on Broadway. 20 years, I think, since I saw it on Broadway. Uh, Uh, What? I hate that commercial. Why? Uh, It's so (laughs) annoying. Jab something in my ears whenever I I hear it. I don't think that song is played on the commercial for Lion King. On the radio, it is. Oh. It's like the opener for the commercial on Lion King. Every time I listen to Z100 in the morning, when they air it, I just want to take a screwdriver to my ear. I can't stand that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's that's a different version. That's obviously the one from the film, but. Yeah, the other one is much more annoying. It's so weird going. I went to the theater, and I'm like, I could swear I've been to this theater before. Based on, like, how you go up through the escalator into, like, the lobby. It's, like, all opened. And I'm like, it doesn't make sense because I, I definitely saw Lion King in the early, not early, in the late 90s. And it was in the New Amsterdam Theater back then, which I went and saw Mary Poppins and then Aladdin is currently there. All so right. I went and looked it up and I was like I was like almost convinced that like maybe I did see it after 2006 but that I was just like there's no way. So I looked it up and the the theater was also used for the very first Broadway show that I ever went to. I I think I was like 7 or 8. It was the Scarlet Pimpernel and we left at I was going to say halftime at intermission cuz it was just so boring. It was definitely not for children. I don't know why we went. We were we were throwing lifesavers off the balcony, <laughs> and uh, and then we went to the NBC, the NBA All Star Cafe. Oh, nice. Yeah, but that's no longer a thing. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's crazy how they come up with that stuff for the Lion King. Yeah, okay. I, I think I think it's it's kind of dated, but it's still in the same sense holds up. Okay. So, Timon is nice. is pretty creepy looking, but but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. 
Nice. Good. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. How was it walking through? Uh... It was awful. Well, actually, you know what? It wasn't as bad going there, uh, going to Fogo. and uh, But after that, after uh, walking to the theater and then walking from the theater to Penn Station, that was brutal. Oh, I bet. Yesterday, was so, it was so cold. Hashtag polar vortex. <laughs> but I'm glad it, we, I, we only walked for like maybe 10 minutes through the snow. Okay. So thankfully it stopped from the time we got to the theater to afterwards. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Did you see like pictures of like Chicago in this polar vortex? I Yeah, it's not. insane. It looks like a frozen wasteland. I know somebody that lives like outside uh Chicago in Aurora and he like he posted a picture of the temperature there. Minus twenty two. Minus twenty two degrees. That's crazy. Wild. Wow. Gotta be safe. Oh, absolutely. What about uh, what else, Brandon? What else happened this week? That's uh, that's about it. All right. I think I'll hit up Chili's tomorrow. Some Southwest uh... egg rolls. <laughs> no, you always say that. I don't like their uh, their appetizers aren't really good there. I like Southwest egg rolls. I would rather. I mean, not that I would get. Not that I would rather get them at Cheesecake Factory, but I think Cheesecake Factory has better ones. Okay. All right, cool. The avocado egg rolls are the things to get at Cheesecake Factory. Those are the bomb.com? I did not get them on, on the, the the last voyage to Cheesecake Factory, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, sick. All right, cool. So everybody had some fun and exciting weeks. Um, let's get on to some sports entertainment talk, because it is a great weekend well, for... I think we, well, should, we should definitely cover Big Brother first, no? Nah, I'm I'm good. I, I don't know, man. Scary, I mean, what, what, what is the update no. with that though? Here's the thing, though. He's not gone. Yeah, he's just like he's like a a, a he's like a, whatever I whatever. Don't, I don't is. get what his position is, but I, I'm Wait, pretty who? sure I'm pretty sure he left Anthony Scaramucci, the guy that used to work for Trump. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he left the show, and they were like, "Well, we can't just have you leave the show. We need to do something." So they like made up a spot for him. Wait, what do you mean? He's wasn't he like the big reveal to be on the show? No, I thought it was a big reveal that he was on the show, and then I don't think now so. he's not on the show. Well, he he rumors were that he left the show, but he came back and like in front of all the cast members was like, "Oh, guess what? I was never a cast member." Blah blah blah, and it's like I don't really think I buy that. I don't think I buy that at all. I think he was a cast member. I think he left. And uh, I think Big Brother offered him uh, some sort of other TV host slash position gimmick. So is he on the show? And in, in not as a contestant. Well, I guess the big thing is, is Eva Marie on it still? Yeah, Eva Marie is still on it. Her, her final four fell to pieces. Jonathan Bennett from uh, Mean Girls was eliminated first. And then Ryan Lochte was eliminated but they kind of like turned on on Lolo and Eva Marie. So it's, it's strange enough, she's in another Final Four, I believe, with uh, Kato Kalin, Tom Green. It's super weird, but... And Ricky Williams is kind of aligned with them. Oh, yeah. So that's the Big Brother update for this week. <laughs> All right, cool. Great. Well, I feel like I miss. Yeah, thanks for catching me up. I'm really happy that I haven't watched yet. (laughs) 
All right, so now can we talk about sports entertainment? Sports entertainment. All right, because it was a fun, fun weekend of sports entertainment because it was Royal Rumble weekend, and it started off with NXT TakeOver at the Talking Stick Resort Stadium gimmick. Uh, Prediction-wise, Brandon, uh, Dave won. Dave won predictions, which was great. Four to three to three. Uh, you started off the uh, – can we talk about – we had to talk about the pre-show first. Um, and Sam Rob – whatever his name is. Not Sam. Sam yeah, Roberts. Sam Roberts. Like, yeah, whatever he is. Really, like, real awkward, like, kind of bashing Bianca Belair saying like, – I kind of feel like he be... was fed that line. I He probably was because they want – It made no sense. Cheeky. It made Why, no what was, sense. What was the line? Like, what he did he say? He was saying that, like, oh, this match shouldn't be on a takeover. It should be – on NXT TV taping. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. It. Bianca Belair is great, but, like, is she really takeover material? I yeah. don't uh, I, I don't, yeah. I don't. think so. You, I see what they're doing, though. <laughs> they're, 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 of course, they fed it to him. They're building up Bianca Belair as that like, uh, undercard. Yeah, but, I but mean, there's I mean, nobody else in that division besides Shayna Baszler. I mean, there's, like, Kyrie Sane, who they did a good okay. job with, like, Yim. Yeah, true. But they never really built them. Uh, like that would be another NXT TV taping if you put like Amia Yim versus the, the whole big thing about it is like she's undefeated, so she has to get a title shot. And this is her first. You know, you, you got to throw people into the fire. You can't just like sit there and just like kind of baby them. It's like okay, you're gonna get a title match on the NXT TV taping, not a takeover. No, throw her in the big spotlight. Throw her a takeover. Yeah. Let's go. Come on. No, I totally agree with you. I, I think that it was all scripted, though. I don't think that it was. Uh, he's not like Peter Rosenberg. Yeah, of course. He's, he's, um, he's just awful. Also, what's his name gets more and more annoying. Pat McAfee. Yeah, McAfee is just just. I'm stop. wearing board shorts underneath here, guys. Just yeah, please what stop. A, what a what a Larry. Whoa! All right, like that. Bravo, <laughs> Dave. And bravo to the new NXT Tag Team Champions, War Raiders, as Dave predicted properly, picking up the victory over Undisputed Era. Smart way to start the show off. Uh, War Raiders had a sick. Oh Oh my God. Jesus. I'm just so excited about uh, this podcast (laughs) beginning. It's like, what is he? He's like wrestling with it now. (laughs) Dave versus the smoke alarm. Yes. Definitely didn't expect it to go off like that. But uh, yeah, so War Raiders are your new tag team champions. I didn't predict this. Dave predicted it. Um, the match was awesome. I like the fact with Undisputed Era really grasping like tag team wrestling. They were like cutting off the ring, you know, making sure that like, uh, I think it was. Row couldn't get to his side of the ring, which I thought was really smart. So I like that. I, I really uh, like that entrance. Yeah, oh, well, the entrance can, contained all their family and friends, Sarah, as, as well as Sarah, Sarah Logan. Logan. Yeah, I thought so. that's pretty cool. I, I liked uh, War Raiders doing that uh, body slam off the the apron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're so good. Yeah, and now, and, but like now, like. Does Undisputed Era now get a, a rematch? Do they go to somebody else? Like, what's what are you gonna do? What do you do from here now? I hope they go for someone else now. I want to see it switch up a little bit. But who, yeah. who's next? Who's got next? Street Profits. Uh, we spoke about them last week. Brandon or Oni Lorkin and uh, Danny Birch. Yeah, but yeah. are they are they heel or are they face or what's the deal? I don't know. They're kind of like I, I think kind of kick people's butts. 
Yeah, I think both of those tag teams are fine uh, opponents for War Raiders. I yeah. think because the next event is New York, they have to include Undisputed Era. I Yeah, I agree with that. So maybe, uh, yeah, maybe it's just like a big rematch, and you, you never know, so... Uh, next up, as we all predicted, Matt Riddle picked up the victory over Cassius Ono by submission or ref stoppage because he just kept hitting those elbows to the side of the neck and Cassius Ono tapped out. This one I was most interested in because I really didn't know if they're going to go with Cassius Ono pick up the victory so this way they could like keep it ongoing. Yeah. But it looks like the TV tapings, uh, you know, Cassius Ono is still going to be a prevalent force in NXT or is he? Um Ooh. But I like this match a lot. I thought it was fun. It was hard hitting, you know. And I, I, you know what? I realized while I was watching this, like the whole NXT event, they started like kind of like altering people. And I said, I texted this to Brandon because like with Cassius Ono's entrance, it didn't say Cassius Ono, it just said Cassius. And Matt Riddle was no longer the king of bros. He was the original bro. That's so weird that they keep on. They're maybe them. maybe they're trying to like put their the WWE spin on them. I really mm-hmm. hope it's not changing. Like cash. What? I, I don't want just cashes. Yeah. Well, yeah. hey, listen, he could be one of those after Mania call ups. That's kind of like one of those things. I don't want just Almas. No, no, yeah. it's not just Almas. It's Andrade. Andrade. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, next match for the NXT North American Championship: Johnny Wrestling, the 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 new. North American champion defeats Ricochet. The nice jump over uh, over the rope DDT, spike DDT, which was uh, which was cool. This match was great. The chain wrestling in the beginning was awesome. You know, bravo! And like, I didn't know Johnny. Like, you know how he always has those like comic book oriented tights. I don't know. Which, yeah. Know which ones these were? Wasn't it not? Was it not the Amazing Spider Man? No. Because it was, to see a picture. It was like, I, I was told, I was looking online, somebody said it was Dark Phoenix, and Champos was Wolverine. Huh. Yeah, but I don't even know. Interesting. Well, I mean, yeah. I guess Phoenix, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I just realized that right now. What? He said Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. They were in Phoenix. Ah. Yeah. But no, this match was great. Um... Bravo, Johnny uh, Johnny Wrestling's a champion now, finally. I feel like it should have been the world championship, but again, if you looked at spoilers for the NXT tapings, something might something huge might be coming up. Or it could just be a sim- like a symbolize- symbolism of what he has been doing, uh, Gargano, with that Dark Phoenix kind of a deal. Yeah. How he, he could have hit rock bottom when he was facing Champa, and now he's like a Phoenix Rising, except he's not... Pure, he's evil. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Aren't Phoenix like? Aren't they evil? No, isn't is is Phoenix not a heel character in X Men? No, I mean, yeah, Phoenix is, but overall, if Phoenix is just the rising of yeah, well, uh, if if, if he's a a comic book nerd, it's a a mythological bird that dies and then is born through the ashes. Well, up next is a match that I don't think should have been on the car. (laughs) (laughs) You got the NXT Women's Championship on the line. Shayna Baszler successfully retaining that championship over Bianca Belair. You can't win every single time. 
I completely off clapped. My wrist is killing me. I can't clap today. <laughs> it was very yeah, difficult no. to clap. Bianca Belair is no longer undefeated. Night. She put up a good fight, but it's just, you know. Yeah, you know what? If you watch her wrestling, it has to be very difficult. She holds her hair when she does like high spots and stuff. Well, you know the hair is fake, right? Yeah, but still, you still have to hold it. Yeah. No, I agree. You still have to deal with it at least. Yeah. And yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's. I don't know who's going to be next. Um. Yeah, you could say Kyrie Sane. You could say Yoshirai. Well, I don't know the way that I mean they've been tagging them up, so I don't know. Yeah. Could be Candice LeRae. Yeah, it could be Candice LeRae. I think Dakota Kai would have been perfect, but she's injured now. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, just I, to add to that uh, halftime heat, apparently Shawn Michaels is going to be special oh, commentator. Oh yeah, HBK and uh, Vic Joseph is doing. They're doing commentary. Oh yeah. man, that's that should be interesting. That's HBK rocked uh, the NXT UK shirt and the NXT hat on the kickoff for the Rumble. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, it's I mean, still you gotta, so you gotta love that he's that pushing. Just gotta keep pushing product. That's it, Sean. We're gonna pay a lot of money. Wear this hat and wear the shirt. Yeah. Have to go hunting. No, McMillan. Mc. What was it? What was his? I think it was McMillan Adventures. Okay. Did cool. you say cooking show? No, you said hunting, right? I did say hunting. Yeah. Just, you just want. You just want to hear cooking. cooking I, yeah. Well, it's not happening. Um, <laughs> then your main event of the evening, as we all predicted, Tommaso Ciampa picks up the victory over Alistair Black. Um, I thought it was a strong main event. Yeah, I was a big fan of it. I know. I mean, me personally, just because I'm a big fan of Aleister Black, I would have loved to see him get the win. But I understand. I understand it completely because it looks like something bigger is going to come out of this Tommaso Ciampa reign. Tommaso Ciampa, Ciampa, whatever it is. Regardless, <laughs> ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. Well, I mean, the ending of the pay-per-view. Yeah, ending of the pay-per-view. You have DIY with both singles titles holding it up in the air. And yeah. then even more so... You had hey. Alistair Black, Ricochet, Velveteen Dream, and uh, yeah. Adam Cole get involved. Yeah, the brawl. brawl. But, but but that was to set up halftime heat. Very smart. I like how they set up halftime heat without anybody even knowing it because you didn't know where this little brawl was going to lead to. You would assume probably a future takeover or maybe the TV tapings, but no, it's going to carry over to halftime heat. Which I guess we, we found out. The day of the rumble, yeah, I, well, which I, I didn't out find I out. I found out, yeah, I found out via Chris. Yeah, I found out <laughs> rumble time. When did but, you get home? Uh, I got home Sunday. I had an early flight. I got home Sunday at like ten a.m. My flight okay. was at nine, so I had to wake up at like five thirty. Oh, jeez, on that day, yeah, yeah. I'm going to Austin, Texas, for work in April, and. I have to take, I think, like a 5.30 flight home on Monday. You're going to keep Ooh. it weird? Oh, yeah. Where are you <laughs> going to, JFK? Yeah, JFK. Jeez. Yeah, so I'm going to be home at 10 a.m. But regardless, that's 4.3, proc.com slash marking out. Uh, that was another solid NXT TakeOver. I'm looking forward to big things for NXT TakeOver New York, which will be pretty dope. Um, and, yeah, that's that. Uh, so, Royal Rumble taking place from Chase Field. Uh, Almost the Arizona Diamondbacks. Disappointed. Upon us. Disappointed. The roof wasn't open. Why? I just thought it would look cooler. 
I thought it looked cool just being in a stadium, period. I, you know what? I had my doubts about, like, the entrance and stuff like that, but the entrance coming out of the dugout worked great. Yeah, I thought it was oh, cool. It was, it was awesome. The one thing Especially that I hated one... was during the oh, both Royal Rumble matches. out of the dugout. Both Royal <laughs> Rumble matches, the, the camera angle was complete garbage. I agree with both. I didn't realize that that was out of the dugout. Yeah. But that is really, really cool that they did that. And then, yeah, I agree with Brandon with the camera angles during the actual rumble. It was really especially, crummy. Especially because there were people in it that we didn't know their music yet. So it's like, hello, how are you going to like wait for us? Like, just wait for commentary to guess? Because they, they, they were on the same angle we were. Yeah, true. But uh, on the kickoff show, uh, they showed Drake Maverick coming out, and he's, he mentioned how... He wants the best for AOP as well. And with Akum being out, he had a match set up, I, which might might be the weirdest Royal Rumble card match of all time. It was Bobby Roode and Chad Gable taking on and, and defeating Scott Dawson and Rezar. Uh-huh. If, yeah, if, Dawson, if Dawson and Rezar won, then both of them would have received uh, tag title matches. But... That was that was a weird, weird match. It was very weird. Yeah, no, I I, I was just like, okay, they're throwing this on there. I thought maybe they would have done uh, so, I, I, I don't know, something different. But hey, listen, gets these guys on the show, especially with with the thing starts at five o'clock. It's like, and you only <laughs> had like two matches on there. You can't have like all these commentators talk for like two hours straight. You know, it's like yeah. I don't. It's kind of weird that they do. Uh, they start at five o'clock. And it didn't I mean, end until almost midnight. Yeah, I don't know why they would start at five. I I don't understand that because I I I didn't sit in front of my TV since five. I tuned in at seven. I tuned in at five o'clock, but I really? fell asleep. Yeah, but I fell asleep like before the men's rumble. I think I fell uh, asleep they... uh, during the Daniel Bryan match, but then, you know, bless the WWE Network. Yeah, so. I started fa- falling asleep during uh. Actually, same thing, Daniel Bryan and AJ, I think. Yeah. But uh, on the kickoff show, other than that tag match, you had a new United States champion crown when Shinsuke Nakamura picked up the victory over Rusev. You had the whole spot with Lana getting involved. It's like, I don't know. It was, that was also weird. Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, it was a good match, but it was just like a weird, but going to the bigger picture of the Royal Rumble, you know, it like set up, uh, you know, set up cool stuff going forward. Yeah, I didn't understand. Yeah, it definitely, it made sense because it did set up for other stuff. But I, I was just more confused as to, um, it was just a, a weird ending. Yeah. The way that well, it went like, down. Yeah, it was like, hey, I'll, what's her face got hurt. Then Rusev goes to check on her. Bam, Kinshasa, one, two, three. Yeah. Up next was a fatal four-way for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, another amazing match. Uh, again, I should have picked Buddy Murphy, but uh, Buddy Murphy retained the title over Akira Tozawa, Kalisto, and Hideo Itami. Yeah, uh, Buddy Murphy with quite a run right now. Yeah, but no, he did. You, you you need it. You can't have this title flip. Like, wait, where did he? When did he win it? Uh, Super Showdown. Super Showdown. Okay, that was what August. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I think so. Uh, it was October, not August. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, by the way, prediction-wise, uh, I won this one, 8 to Brandon's 4 to Dave's 3. Yeah, 
Yeah, Chris. I, the only one I the only got what got wrong was the United States title match. So, uh, but this match was awesome. Uh, one little thing we want to talk about Hideo Itami wise. This was his, you could say, second to last match in WWE because he had a match against Akira Tozawa on 205 Live. Uh, reports came out this week that uh, he has been uh, granted his release from the WWE. Which now, I, I, I don't think we've I saw, like, seen official confirmation, though. Yeah, I, I saw that he asked for it, but he hasn't actually been granted it yet. Oh, really? Because I heard he was being granted it. Yeah, I don't know. But, hey, listen, you know what? Like, he came in with such camaraderie. You could say, like, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, a uh, big Japanese signing, Hideo Itami, you know, Kenta is going to be here. He had all that pomp and circumstance, but he got injured. That was the thing. He had so many, he had, like, almost, like, two years on the shelf. And then when Just, he came back, he got injured again, no? Yeah, and then yeah, he got injured he again. So it's like, you know, yeah. so many starts inside with him, he could never get that full, you know, no. people behind him. It's very unfortunate with him. He got played with so many injuries where every time they tried to do something with him, he would just get hurt. And then he ended up on the 205 Live, and it just never... Then he got hurt again or something like that. Something happened. Yeah. So I think he just got played with injuries where it's just, like you said, it never got the ball rolling or anything. Yeah. It's like um, like Finn Balor. Like, he got injured, and then it's, it took some time for him to get the ball rolling again, and now he's kind of back up to full steam. We'll talk about him in a little bit, uh, but that that was everything that was on the pre-show. Let's start. What they start the uh, Oscar? Oscar and Becky. Oscar picking up the victory over Becky Lynch, making her tap out. Um, which no, yeah, they made her tap out. That's right. Yeah, I was. I, I think that it would have been better if Becky just passed out during this instead of I, tapping. I was. I was seeing a lot of people saying the same thing, saying Becky should have tapped. Becky should have just passed out, and they should have put the arms up. But. You know, the match was very hard-hitting. Becky got such a great reaction. Um, yeah, I predicted this one right, so that's cool. There you go. Uh, next up, you ended up having the tag team, SmackDown Tag Team titles on the line. Shane McMahon and The Miz picking up the victory over the bar. I think the, uh, I think the real winner for this was uh, Mrs. Dad and all the uh, <laughs> TV time that he got. Yeah, what, I, what I'm surprised is, like, I... I guess we know that Miz and McMahon aren't going to work together. It's just the question mark whether this is going to continue to WrestleMania or is it going to be what do you Shane mean? versus what do you Miz mean? at WrestleMania? Wait, wait. What do you mean we know they're not working together? Well, I mean, like, I, this isn't going to be long-lasting. So I'm just curious whether or not this is going to be Miz versus Shane at WrestleMania or if they're going to end up doing this up until WrestleMania as a tag team. I would assume it would be them as a tag team. It's going to be interesting. I thought that it was going to end up with Miz turning on Shane. But who knows? The Miz is so over where Shane could probably turn on the Miz and uh, skyrocket. That's not going to happen. It's crazy how how, much of a seamless transition Miz has made into uh, a babyface. Yeah. And I think this is the first time in his career that he's been a babyface. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I nothing comes to mind, but I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Miz, and I think that this is a great place for it, especially because realistically, what else are the? I mean, Shane McMahon doesn't need to be on TV, but what else is Miz? What else is the Miz going to be doing? True, I understand. Shane yeah. McMahon ended the match with a huge shooting star press. That yeah. was I marked out for that. I actually 
I feel bad because my dad fell asleep and I yelled and I, and I startled him. I uh, thank goodness I didn't give him a heart attack or anything. Um, but yeah, I did not expect him to do a shooting star press. When Cesaro was lined up, I was like, no way Shane's doing it. Shane's doing the shooting star. And he uh, went up and I was like, hell yeah. I thought it was going to be like, just I, for some reason, I thought he was going to do a senton splash or something. No. I mean, we've seen him pull out the shooting star before. It's nothing yeah, new, it, but. It, it just didn't come it's to always, mind. It's always like a surprising thing to see, though. Yeah, for me, it didn't come to mind that, oh, this is going to be a shooting star. But, like, once he started doing the, the uh, doing a prayer, I'm like, all right, is he just going to do a senton, like what he did off the top of the cage? And then he did the shooting star, and I'm like, wow. Awesome stuff. Yeah. Very cool. Very, very cool. What's up? What do you mean, what's up? What's up? What's up next? <laughs> you got the Raw Women's title on the line. That's what's up. Uh, Ronda Rousey picked up the victory over Sasha Banks. This is a, this is a hard-hitting match. Yeah, this is the I, match. I think I said it the other week that like Rousey had one of her best matches of her career. This might be like her best match of her career. I think that she is... Probably, if it, if it wasn't for Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, you could easily argue, had the best year in women's pro wrestling. I mean, coming from someone where to, that transition is so difficult to make, and Ronda Rousey has made that transition into pro wrestling so very well. Well, the, 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 only, dim, like, the only downer is her promo skills. But sometimes she has a great promo. Sometimes she has a bad promo. You know, but that's... that's- Everybody. It's just, but the thing with Ronda Rousey is everybody has her underneath such a microscope because she's coming from UFC. You know, if it was, you know, Lacey Evans or somebody out of the NXT system, people would be like, okay, cool. She's an NXT chick. Awesome. But no, it's Ronda Rousey. She's coming from UFC. Let's see what we could pick apart from her. Yeah, UFC Hall of Famer. Yeah. Well, what now? I, I've been seeing rumors that Ronda Rousey is going to be leaving WWE soon for to starting a family. Yeah, we spoke about this last week, buddy. Is is that true? Or yeah, we, we at, personally spoke to goes, Ronda Rousey, and she said, "Yeah, guys, after Mania, I'm going to have a kid. So please let everybody on your podcast know that." Yeah, how would we know if it's true? No, but she was just, just she she like came out about it. I think like this week and said like, "All right, why are people trying to?" I, I forget what she said. Something about her, her, whatever. But still, so, I thought I thought this match I thought this match was awesome. It's told a great story that Ronda Rousey doesn't give up. I love the handshake and the hugs and all that stuff at the end of it because it just shows you can go. I was confused with the end of it. I didn't know if Sasha Banks was leaving as a heel or a face. Well, she's been playing a face for months. Yeah, but well, I mean, just... she she did the four. Yeah, she did the four. I mean, she refused then, the handshake. But to be fair, Rousey's been talking trash, so yeah, yeah, it was confusing to me. Uh, but next up, you had the Royal Rumble match. Also, the wait, Royal before Rumble. that though, I, I think uh, I think the whole rumor of her leaving could be just rumors. Uh, I think we could end up, or or maybe she gets beat so bad at WrestleMania she's down in the dump. Oh, and then when, comes back. You know, Survivor Series and so do I. Survivor Series time, maybe, you know. Yeah, you never know. But next up, Women's Royal Rumble match. Becky Lynch picking up the victory. Yep, uh, I called this one. I loved the fact that 
it was Lana who gimped out there. Then Becky Lynch came out. I was like, no, it was getting towards the end of the rumble. And I was starting to get worried. I guess, and I texted, I was texting with Brandon. I was like, I guess Becky Lynch is not coming in. Then all of a sudden she comes in and I went nuts. I, like I woke, I woke Rachel up, I think. And she was just like, she's like, Chris, why are you going crazy? I'm like, the man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, same thing. I, Brandon texted me saying Becky Lynch. And I was just like, once the, Lana came out and like we knew who the rest of the uh, competitors were. I was just like, all right, so where does Becky fit in? But it never really occurred to me that uh, she would replace Lana, which is like, I guess. Well, I it... said... Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. What did you say? Well, I said last week that she was going to come in number one, but still, she came in and won the Royal Rumble, which is great. Yeah, no, I agree. And there's so much awesome stuff to take away from this Royal Rumble match. I, I love the fact. They did they not uh, rely on previous talent, and they relied on their current talent. It was all the main roster. Yeah. I mean, and, well, the main and, roster NXT. and NXT. Like, uh, NXT-wise, uh, Zia Lee, Kyrie Sane, Candice LeRae, who Brandon predicted, Casey Catanzaro, who huge stood... And, like, a huge performance from her. Huge. Like, and she had, like, the Kofi spot in there, which was, like, outstanding. Uh, Io Shirai, who you could have expected. Rhea Ripley, which I know Dave and Brandon would probably go nuts about. Oh, definitely. I, I love the spot. Lacey Evans. I yeah. thought that her, she had uh, a great, she, well. she had, I think, one of the best showings in the Rumble because she came out, I think, number one. Yeah, but her promo, her promo was not good. I thought that, well. It did nothing. Was, it was not good. I thought that it was okay because this was her first promo on the main roster, and this was in front of an entire pay-per-view audience. Yeah, 40,000 people, Brandon. You try to cut a promo no, on 40,000 no, no, no. people. Yeah, no, listen, think... don't, yeah, don't put it under a microscope if you can't do it. Exactly. I, 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 I think could that probably, she did a great – I think she, do it. I think, I think her... she's going to be huge. I think she's going to – I think Lacey Evans is going to be a huge player I think on it was... whatever brand she signs with. I, I agree. I think, that, I think that her promo was actually really good. Considering that this was her first main roster promo, I think it was and good I for think, her to work Natalia second. I th- I thought that you know what I love the fact that she was going after Charlotte Flair so much during this match, where it was like they had a mini feud during this entire match. Yeah, well, she had one of the longest times in the Royal Rumble match, clocking Lacey Evans clocking in at twenty nine minutes and twenty seconds, having two eliminations. Uh. After her, it was Natalia well, I mean, was she, in there she for six minutes. She eliminated the Iconics at the same time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Iconics, I thought, did a, uh, they were funny, too, because you had one of them saying that she wasn't going to get into the ring, and then Nikki Billy Cross, Kay. yeah, and then Nikki Cross came down and just shoved her uh, almost through the barricade. But then what I didn't, one thing that I was just like, ah, was that she got into the room, uh, into the ring to attack Nikki Cross instead of waiting for her tag team partner even though she said that she was waiting for her tag team partner yeah well, she wasn't far off she was the next uh entrant yeah she wasn't far off i think zia but... lee was impressive here yeah I, I, thought she, I i was like i was like really i'm like they're putting her in there i'm like that's crazy yeah Rhea, ray ripley i think was very impressive extremely impressive yeah you know who wasn't impressive tamina <laughs> tamina was not impressive good job tamina yeah Lasting all uh, all eight minutes, which was cool. Yeah, Kyrie uh, Sane, who was not booked at Takeover, was on this. Got eliminated by Ruby Riot and the Riot Squad. Yeah. Uh, I like the. And I like as the, they were beating her down, Io Shirai made that save. 
Yeah, and I like the entire Riot Squad versus Natalia kind of an aspect. Especially when the Riot Squad ended up coming back out with accompanying uh, Ruby Riot and just starting to pull wrestlers underneath the bottom rope, beating them up, tossing them in, and then Ruby Riot tossing them back over. You well, had I the, like that. You had the most, impor- you had most the f- important thing? Go on. Hornswoggle. Yeah. Oh my god, that... <laughs> I marked, uh, out, I, I marked out huge for that. I marked out so huge. I thought I loved the spot. Zelina Vega slid underneath the ring, was hiding up there, and I thought it was so so much fun because there was many spots where it was she was popping her head out, and there was an elimination right by her side, and she was just over there, and then she started taunting whoever just got eliminated, and then Hornswoggle just pops out. Yeah, <laughs> it was it the cap like the production of that was just. It flowed so well that it was hilarious. It was like, so good. You had a, a fun spot between Maria Canellis and Alicia Fox. Yeah. I, I wish that the crown did stomp, though. What? Did, well, she stomped on it. I mean, that it did it break. It was a hat. It did break. Yeah. Um, it, it was a hat and it broke. Yeah, not really. What a mean? little bit. The, the top pushed in. I thought, oh, did it? Uh, but It wasn't I a crown. That... Maybe that's why you think it didn't break. Maybe. Um... I I think that this was just such a fun match, and I really do like that they didn't rely on like Lita and all these other names. I think it's great they put yeah. this light on the women of W of the current women of yeah. WWE. It was perfect. All about it. All um, about it. I, I was, it was a fun I was, rumble. I was uh, very close to thinking, oh no, Charlotte's going to win this. They had the whole thing where the yeah. referee went to go raise Charlotte's hand because Becky couldn't compete, and Becky goes, no. I could fight. I could fight. And the crowd loved this. Yeah. I the told you, man. Was... And and she got maybe one of the biggest pops of the night at that time when she came out. I was like, oh, yes, finally. And she came out. And, like, the story they told with her, like, being such, like, at the end of her rope and she's just ready to go. I thought it was fantastic. And then she points to the WrestleMania sign. It's like, oh. And, like, me and Brandon were, te- me and Brandon were texting. He's like, oh, there's no WrestleMania sign. No. <laughs> At great use in a ballpark of using the jumbotron in center field by yeah. using the wrestling. I yeah, I agree. And let's not forget something huge that also happened in this match. Alexa Bliss made her in ring return. Yo, talk about her looking like a million bucks. I mean, I'm not just saying that because she's a very attractive woman. She looked in sick shape. Yeah, I mean, for a long time we've been saying that maybe she's not cleared yet because of concussions and everything. She's been having her her segments on Raw, yeah. but now she's. I mean, I was totally surprised that she was announced that she made a surprise appearance in this. Well, no, she announced it on Raw. Oh, she, she announced it. Yeah, she announced it on Raw, and well, then she that... got cut off by Lacey Evans. Which, when I said last week, I thought that was going to be like a storyline in the Rumble, but. They didn't even see each yeah, other. A lot of, you know what? A lot that, of that things actually, in here were not storyline, and I thought they should have been. That that actually works out that I didn't see that on Raw because I was fully surprised about Alexa Bliss, and I I loved it. Like you had person, Naomi, uh, Naomi and Mandy Rose. That was the storyline. Mandy, Mandy got yeah. eliminated and ended up eliminating. Naomi did another – like she's becoming like the female Kofi with her saves. Yeah. Well, Sometimes wait till uh, Casey Catanzaro comes on the main roster. She'll oh, be doing all that stuff. I, I love that um, she did that one uh, handstand head scissors into the ring. Yeah. Uh, and that was very impressive. Um, uh, one person that had a great showing 
in this Royal Rumble that we're probably not going to see for a long time is Ember Moon lasting 52 minutes. Uh, apparently, she needs elbow surgery, like immediate elbow surgery, and she's going to be out a long time. I was so, surprised that she lasted so long. I feel like I didn't even notice her in there. Yeah, she has the she had the second longest time at 52 minutes. The longest was Natalia at 56. So, Over, overall, I think that this was a great follow-up from last year. Yeah, I thought it was better. I honestly thought it was better than last year because they didn't rely on the old talent and the old names, and everybody was either a SmackDown, a Raw, or an NXT person. So yeah. Nikki Cross, who just gets to do, do, do whatever she wants. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I actually like this a little bit more because it gave me all these wrestlers I was able to follow up with and everything like that as opposed to bringing in people from the past that are – one and done. Um, yeah, I think that this was a lot better than last year. Uh, the yep. one, the one flub. This should have closed. A hundred percent. The I, Becky Lynch was the most over person on this pay per view in the company right now. Yeah, I, I do agree with you, especially if you want to start to focus on that women's movement. I think that it would have been. Uh, pretty huge of a uh, huge statement to have this close, but I, I mean, they closed last year. Same. I get the 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 other spots that wouldn't have been able to happen had this match gone on last, but exactly. But the, also the thing is, has a women's match ever main evented a pay per view? Yeah, tons of times. Where have you been? I just I said, know. I literally just said the Royal Rumble closed last year. That's what I thought too. I thought that they closed last year. All right, All right. Uh, now let's get, let's keep going up. WWE title on the line. Daniel Bryan defeated AJ Styles. I This was a very technical match, but I feel like it was too technical to me because I started feeling a little bit tired during it. No, no, no. Here's the thing. There's a reason why. Because the Women's Royal Rumble and the ending was so good, there was no... that there was That should not have gone after... The Royal Rumble should but not have... That's what I don't know. Was there Finn Balor match? That's what no that it's that's a, it's a tough spot. Yeah, it's, it's there was no there was no way to like get the whole roller coaster feel. That was a huge down. A lot of people went to go to the bathroom. Yeah, and I I, I thought the match was good. Yeah, I thought I thought it was good. Very technical. Then at the end, you have uh, Rowan making his uh, surprise return. He's been out with a uh, injury. <laughs> Coming out uh, dressed like me with a flannel and a band T-shirt on. <laughs> well, not a band T-shirt. I thought it was a Charles Manson shirt. It was a uh, Tom thought... Savini. Oh, really? Shirt. I thought that it was Manson too. Yeah, yeah no, it was him. But yeah, it's super, super weird. Yeah, I mean, I like it. I feel like, especially maybe it's the beard movement. You know, <laughs> who knows when? But like, here's the thing too: the Bludgeon Brothers were so awesome. I love the Bludgeon Brothers. I thought they were spectacular. Maybe they'll be reunited. We don't know yet. Yeah. I, I, I hope not because I really want to see Harper on his own. And I think Rowan, uh, before he got injured, he was really coming into his own. And I wouldn't mind seeing him on his own as well. Okay. So, yeah. So, we'll see. Next up, you had your – what did you have over here for this? Universal Championship. Yeah, Brock Lesnar, as I predicted. Uh, picked up the victory over Finn Balor, typical Brock Lesnar match. But you had Finn Balor getting those spots in there, and the crowd. Oh, I just bit my tongue. And the crowd was getting behind him. Did like, I throw up the X? What? Did I throw up the X for you? No, I'm good. I'm okay. 
All right, uh, good. Oh he's got a family. <laughs> <laughs> I, the crowd was getting behind him, getting all like hyped up. That like there was a shred of hope that Finn Balor could actually win that. Like when he hit that coup de gras, yeah. like they were going yeah. nuts about that. But what about was... when he he hit like three uh, dives, uh, dives to the outside? To the outside. Yeah. Um, back it, to back to back. It, it was so much fun to because it started to give you a glimmer of hope that Balor was actually going to pick up the victory. But you know what? Lesnar ended up winning. But either way, I was fine with whoever came out of this match as uh, as the winner. Yeah. It just sucks because it was a good match. It, it, to me, it reminded me of Daniel Bryan and yeah, but, Brock, where like the ending just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, well, I think that's the that's the entire uh, aspect of Brock Lesnar is that he's a larger than life kind of a character where, just like John Cena, his finisher can come out of nowhere and that's it. That's the end of the match. You're done. Also, something that we failed to mention earlier is that uh, Ronda Rousey pinned Sasha Banks. Yeah, that was her first pin. Huh. Nah, she couldn't. She couldn't use the armbar. That's true. Um, main event of the evening: Royal Rumble. Seth Rollins picking up the victory. Um, so many surprise uh, surprises during this match. First of all, yeah, well, yeah. Let's let, 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 let's start off with the beginning here. I just you want have to Elias say though, before we say that, last year's Royal Rumble, I'm pretty sure I wanted Elias to be number one, and then like The Rock or somebody big, yeah, be number two. Which didn't happen, and this year, Elias came out, performed, kind of, was it heelish, or was that on Monday Night Raw? Uh, um, kind of heelish, yeah. Kind of heelish, but I feel like he's always been borderline, like here and there, there he will throw out an insult to the crowd, but they just eat it up. Yeah. Yeah, but, then, yeah. Uh, number two comes out, and it's J-E double F- J A double R E double T. I would have liked him with his "Don't Tick Me Off" music, not the no, old. No, dude, school. I love that theme song. I like that theme song a lot more than I. No, like I like the, the other one. Other one. Can, we, can we discuss that he actually came out in a double J attire as well? He came hey, out in it. his WrestleMania, I think it was eleven gear, minus the fact that he's wearing slap nuts glasses, and minus yeah. the <laughs> minus the white horse, but. <laughs> Most importantly, minus the white horse. Yeah, but I think that this was so surprising, but it really, I feel like it got the crowd and everybody watching that, like, we started to die down and everything. It just brought you right back up to speed. It was just like, oh, Jeff Jarrett? Okay, now I'm, now I remember why I'm watching this match. After, <laughs> after they started, like, working together, I was so convinced number three was going to be the roadie. I was so convinced Road Dog was coming out as the well, roadie. Well, they made mention to that. I feel like they made matches the road. Yeah, I, I I expected it too. Number but. three was uh, to me surprising. It was Shinsuke. Yeah, and but uh, hey, he's, hey, well, he won the Rumble last year. Yeah, and I had tweeted. I was like, how do you go from winning the Royal Rumble last year to being on the kickoff show? Yeah, yeah. but uh, the fourth spot was Kurt Angle, which apparently was rumored that Ryder was supposed to have that spot. Really. Yeah, I don't know I if that's that. true or not. But Wait, Why would that be a rumor? Well, that's just what I saw was the original lineup. 
Oh, wow. Well, you had three uh, NXT guys in there. You had Johnny Gargano in at number six. You had Pete Dunne in at number 18. You had Aleister Black in at number 21, uh, which was cool. I, but, again, all guys off the roster. The stuff, so, yeah. ang- the angle stuff never they didn't make sense. Yeah, they just, they just put him in to put him in. But um, he was, he was the, the second person that... out. He spent, like, three minutes in the ring. Yeah, I was surprised. I mean, and that kind of – I'm going to jump ahead, but even on Monday Night Raw – Kurt Angle's having like less yeah. and less time in the ring. That's weird. Um, I so, mean, I, I I was kind of surprised and happy that they got Shelton Benjamin involved in this match too. Yeah, I liked Kurt Hawkins being in there and getting yeah, an elimination. He was, oh, getting he, pop. He, he was hilarious in this match, especially with Titus O'Neil. Oh my god, it was great. Um, so, Titus O'Neil in there for five seconds. Yeah. It, it was a lot of fun. This match. That's not even um, the shortest one. No, <laughs> you had uh, you had what's his name? No way, Jose Xavier in was... there for two minutes, uh, two seconds. I mean, no way, Jose, really? Yeah, and then yeah. Xavier, Xavier Woods was... was in there for three. Yeah, yeah, you, you had the Kofi Kingston spot, of course. Yeah, you can't have it. You can't have it. Uh, well, you had then... multiple Kofi Kingston spots. Kofi well, at one point like tumbleweeded himself back to the ring. And then I, I don't know if that that spot with him and Woods was a botch or whatnot, but yeah, there's there's sometimes where I'm like, am I am I such a bad person that sometimes I hope that Naomi or Kofi Kingston mess up their spot? Hey, you're a terrible person. I mean, she almost she almost slipped off the oh, I, I know. I was just like, once the barricade started to shake a little bit, I'm like, ooh, be careful. Um, but I think one of the biggest things to take away from this match was our uh, truth. Oh. Came out for his uh, entrance at number thirty. I thought you were only to say be attacked. Ali. Yeah, no, only to be attacked by Nia Jax, who entered herself into the Royal Rumble match. Which now, this is like, <laughs> this is big, uh, a big deal. First off, but it became a bigger deal because she actually got physically involved with the wrestlers inside of the ring. So I mean, first of all, Finley never gave her the okay. <laughs> like he gave Becky Lynch the okay. But I, at first I was like, oh, hell no. But then as they went on, I was like, oh, it's actually it's pretty good. At first, I, I was down with it from the start. I was very curious. Um, I really liked how she actually got fit into an altercation in with Rey Mysterio Orton. I mean, when she got eliminated. Well, she, she eliminated Mustafa Ali. Yeah. And then she takes the super kick from Ziggler, 619 from Mysterio, and then she gets RKO'd. And then all three of them, I think, eliminated. Uh, I believe it was just Mustafa. Just Ali. Ali. Yeah, I I thought that it was great. And then you had Randy Orton hitting her with the RKO, just like you said. Um, A lot of fun. That really broke down, in my opinion. It broke down another door that was closed for a very long time in WWE about – uh, intergender wrestling yeah intergender wrestling and i feel like this was one of those statements that a lot of people are over well a few people are overlooking in that this was a huge statement of inter for intergender wrestling yeah no i agree i agree and, and i maybe we'll see more of this coming up i don't think we will would you be now brandon would you be okay with intergender wrestling because i know sometimes gimmick matches and stuff like that like well, i mean it's not really wrestling. a gimmick match i think uh I think as Dean Ambrose is going by, I wouldn't mind seeing that feud. I mean, they kind of planted seeds. 
Uh-huh. I, I don't think I, it'll happen, but. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, I it, mean, I, to, just like the eliminations, like Baron Corbin eliminating Aleister Black. I thought here there would be some sort of storyline as well. Like Bobby Lashley should have 100% been in some sort of like storyline with who? Yeah. Um, I don't know, because he just won the title, so yeah, it's kind of like a restart. Um, but however, instead, he comes out, he eliminates, he gets eliminated in what, eight seconds? He spent yeah, like 12 really, seconds in the ring or whatever? Really Hell. quickly. But, but he eliminates, not eliminates, Who? he puts... Bobby Lashley? Yeah, Lashley seconds. puts Seth Rollins through the table, takes him out for the match. I think that's solidified, like, oh, yeah, okay, obviously we know who's winning the Rumble now. Oh, yeah. Very but true. I was, I was fine person, with that spot. And Mustafa, uh, Mustafa Ali eliminated Samoa Joe, right? And I believe Nakamura? Yeah, but I, I told you that Samo- yeah. that he was going to eliminate Samoa Joe two weeks ago after he attacked him. I, again, it would have been better had they not done what they did last week. But Yeah, I agree with you on that. One person um, that we didn't expect to be in the Royal Rumble is Dolph Ziggler. You know, apparently reports on all the news sites were saying Dolph Ziggler was done for right now. He's going on high. Ziggler said it himself. <laughs> yeah. But again, it's every every year or so. It's like, oh, Dolph Ziggler's uh, leaving WWE. <laughs> yeah. Like, Shut I, up. You clearly don't know anything. One of the things I do, like, just like this woman's match, and just like we've said before, this was all pure uh, talented uh, talent from the roster right now. And it was worth it because it got everybody involved. Yeah. You didn't have to reach out to previous previous uh, wrestlers or even outside the WWE wrestlers just to make this known. One thing I didn't like was that they included in the promo before the Rumble match, they included the greatest Royal Rumble spots. I was just like, that's not what? Royal Rumble. That's not the same thing. It's not in January. Know. It's not. Oh, the greatest. I thought you said greatest. Yeah, yeah. The one from uh, Saudi Arabia. But it, it, is, it is a Royal Rumble, though. No. Uh, yeah, it is. They mentioned it in the, uh, the promo. Yeah, I don't like that they included that in there. It's not from the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. It, it doesn't be. matter. It does. That's like saying a Money in the Bank match doesn't come from a Money in the Bank pay-per-view, so it doesn't count. Well, you don't have to make sense there. But that's what you're. that's basically what you just said. Yeah, I know. You're making so, sense. All right. All in all, I think it was a spectacular Royal Rumble. I I enjoy the Royal Rumble every single year. I get so hyped about it. I agree. It's always been one of the one of my favorite pay per views, if so, not my favorite pay per view, definitely. Something that was difficult was trying to see uh, New Day's gear. They they said it was inspired yeah. by all the Kofi Kingston save spots, and I couldn't really make heads or tails of it. I know I couldn't either. I was looking up up. I was looking down down. Couldn't <laughs> yeah. couldn't, couldn't do it. Yeah. All right, let's get to Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. You know, I was listening to episode 92 yesterday. Why? Uh, because, <laughs> no, because it randomly comes on my iTunes. Like, when I go through... So, it was the episode after the Hurricane Sandy episode. And you were still doing the Monday Night Raw gimmick back then. Was I? Yeah. Wow. Wow. So Seth Rollins opens up Monday Night Raw and says he was unsure as to who he's going to challenge at WrestleMania. We know. Which leads Triple H to come out and tell him that he needs to choose by the end of the night. Or I think Triple H said he's going to choose for him. Uh, Which, in my opinion, made Seth Rollins look weak. 
I think Seth Rollins should have like automatically known who he was gonna pick. Yeah, I thought, I I mean, thought that would have been a great time for Becky Lynch to come out and be like, "I don't need time. I'm gonna go." Well, that's with pretty much. That's pretty much what she did end up doing. But well, I yeah, think later that, on. But yeah, I thought it would have been a good spot there. But uh, Dean Ambrose came out and oddly got in Triple H's face. Yeah, and basically he was saying that Seth Rollins never was able to defeat him one-on-one without help, etc., which led into the first match of Seth Rollins defeating Dean Ambrose, which I completely didn't think was necessary. But I guess if they're going to have Dean Ambrose truly not renew his contract, uh, unless so, that's let... just storyline, then I, and they wanted to just get him have that like clean victory over... You have to see like Seth Rollins overcome all the hurdles in his life. Like, he won the Royal Rumble. Now he has to beat one of his best friends clean, which he did now, and now he has to go on to WrestleMania and defeat, you know, it seemed, jumping ahead, it, Brock Lesnar. It seemed rushed and confusing to me. But, but let's let's talk about it. This week reports came out that uh, Dean Ambrose, or his real name, Jonathan Good, will not re- be renewing his contract when it comes up in April in WWE. Which, which doesn't is, make any sense because WWE almost, I, I don't think they've ever commented on something like that. No, yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's different very, time. Yeah, it's very weird. It makes you wonder whether or not it's a work or not. But I don't think it's a work because I think Brene Young, like she posted on Instagram a picture of Dean Ambrose and was like, "Hey, dude, you know the world's your oyster. I love you. Do what you want to, you know, do what makes you happy." P.S. I'm so, staying here. But, <laughs> but oh, yeah, something plus, weird after this was Ambrose sitting in the chair after commercial break and saying, "I'm I'm not leaving. I have an announcement. I have something serious to talk about or something." And he gets cut off by Tamina and Nia Jax. And then they surround him and then Nia Jax hits him from behind out of the ring. Which I mean, and the fans were chanting let them fight. Yeah. I think it could have been quite interesting if he has one more feud left in him. This with Nia Jax. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm down. Yeah, but I mean, I could like people are like, "Oh, Dean Ambrose is going to AEW." Who knows where he's going to go? I mean, their first AEW's first event, next event is in Vegas. Dean Ambrose lives in Vegas. It's a hop, skip, and a jump to go to the MGM. So we'll see where he goes. Maybe he'll CZW will throw some money at him to have a you know a dream match with him and Mance Warner, which I would actually like to see. Sammy but, Gallon. He's, a, he's an impact, and he's not in CCW anymore. Maybe he can go to Impact. Stop this. <laughs> but Brandon mentioned to it, yep, next matchup was an Elimination Chamber qualifying match, which, interesting enough, Nia Jackson Tamina picked up the win over Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. That'll put a lot of butts in seats. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, Eric. Right, let's like, let's continue what, on. I really, what are they going to do in the Rumble? Nia Jax is going to do the same spot as she did the last time where she put somebody through the chamber. Yeah. Hey, listen. That's it. They, 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 that sells itself. Next a, up. Yeah. Random, random match. Baron Corbin picks up the victory over Kurt Angle. Which yeah, was very a surprising quick. victory. Yeah, and very quick. I mean, it was only three minutes, 55 seconds. I mean, As I, as I said, you got to get Baron Corbin up. You know, he was on his high horse for so long. Now you got to get him uh, past that. Yeah, very weird. Up next, Finn Balor was out there cutting a promo, uh, which looked like he was about to form the Wolfpack Balor Club. 
But uh, Lashley and Leo Rush came out, and I mean, Lashley attacks Balor. Yeah, do we see him as the next champion? I would love that. Good. The championship here looked like baby? garbage. By the way, did you look at the? Did you see the title? It looked silver. Yeah. It was all like it was not shiny or anything. It's weird. Last week it. we didn't even mention the fact that Rousey and and Lesnar were using replicas. I didn't know. What's that. the deal with that? Yeah, they didn't have their side plates. What, what's what's going on? WWE. What's Interesting. Yeah, I didn't notice. But Lashley Next. picked up uh, Balor and like slammed him down like three times or so. Yeah, yeah, I totally schooled him. Which yeah. I mean, this was similar. Like it was Lashley, Leo Rush saying Lashley is better than Brock. So yeah, maybe the next thing we see is Balor win the title, and then Lashley goes on to Lesnar or something. Woof. Yeah, can't wait up, for that one. Up next, up. tag team action: The Revival picking up a victory over the Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. Zach at first, Ryder. I didn't. At first, I didn't think Zack Ryder when I heard that theme song. Oh, really? what his, his new old radio one? Yeah, I. At first, for some reason, I thought Ziggler, and I was just like, "Oh wait, no, that's Ryder." I think it's clear that what Chris said last week needs to just happen, What's and that? they need to just go on that losing streak or whatever. Get somehow. They get put into that last, maybe it's like a last ditch effort. Like, you guys have one more shot. That's it. You guys, I mean, since you picked up Hawkins, you haven't won a match, Ryder. If you don't win this, you're out. And that's WrestleMania, some sort of match for the titles. And then they win it there. Yeah. That, Especially in New York, too. They, I mean, oh, they showed off the, a video package of the Major Brothers and the Edgeheads and stuff. So they have to be doing something big with them. And I like oh, that absolutely. a random city like Phoenix was behind them. They were behind I mean, It's something different. People have been clamoring for something different in the WWE, and now they're getting it. Yeah, and everybody loves to get behind a losing team such as Kurt Hawkins because he has had a lot of fans supporting him when he was on his losing streak. So why not toss he Zach Ryder out of his losing streak? Yeah. Hawkins uh, kind of threw a fit afterwards, and Ryder's trying to, like, no, dude, it's okay. That's just one match. It's just one yeah. match. I like the promo. I don't know, like, the back of the Raw backstage stuff. They the showed Ryder yeah. and Hawkins, and, Hawkins, and Ryder was like, oh, yeah. He's like, he's like this is one match. Like, it, it just said it's one match. It's great. So, but next up. Also, you- I, I was going to say, I like the – I don't know if I've ever seen them do it before, the suplex and dropkick spot that the Revival hit. No, I, I like that move. But, uh, yeah, up next, uh, very weird. Why was it weird? Well, I guess unexpected. Well, no, it was still weird. It was very weird. Elias is out there performing, kind of heelish, which I don't know why they were trying to, like, turn him heel, but he gets cut off by Jeff Jarrett uh, and then gets cut off by Road Dog. Sick. Who I, how I are you really, out? This is weird. This is great. You should be marking out for it about this. I, I'm not saying I didn't mark out for it. I'm just saying it's <laughs> very weird. Um, I thought it was funny where Road Dog they were chanting holy expletives, and Road Dog goes, "Oh, hold on, hold on. This is a PG show. Let's not." And he goes, "Ah, oh, I think I just made it worse. Sorry to the guys on the back, but uh, they just randomly started singing with my baby tonight." I I thought it was really funny. I I like this segment. I thought it was good. I thought it was weird to turn Elias uh, on them, but is Elias officially a heel, or is it just yeah, like... I mean, the fans were still... It's just more of a 
if it's, 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 he's just more of a tweener where he fans can do whatever. were still chanting for Elias after the segment ended. So. Yeah, I think he's just a tweener where he can do any like Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens was able to insult the crowd, but the crowd's still going to cheer him. I feel like Elias is one of those guys where he can insult the crowd, but the crowd is still going to be supporting him. But it's like, who knows where this goes? Because like out of nowhere, WWE is like scooping up all these talents for to be road agents and stuff. Jeff Jarrett, brand new on the roster now. He's a, a road agent. Uh, Sean Devari, Shane Helms, all road agents. Maybe this is going to lead to a match between Jeff Jarrett and Elias, given how, I mean, the fans were cheering for, for Jarrett when he was getting those punches in. Yeah, I maybe this is Maybe this is WrestleMania spot worthy. A gimmick on a, a ladder on a pole match. There you go. A ladder on a pole match? You mean a guitar? I mean, a, a, a guitar on a pole match. <laughs> I don't know that's if I could do another guitar. Pole. I don't know if I could do another guitar on a pole match. Yeah, true. All right. We had an awkward Mojo Rally promo. I don't know what he was. It was kind of Heidenreichy. He was like yelling well, at himself, no, but we didn't Mojo, realize. Bro. We didn't know he was yelling at himself until it pans out and he's like looking in the mirror and he goes, Yeah, I'm talking to you or whatever. So I don't know what they're going to be doing with Mojo, but they're obviously planting seeds for something. I don't Maybe know what. Cost but... Major Bros. Uh, up next was another qualifying match for the women's tag team titles at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Riot Squad, uh, Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan picked up the victory over Dana Brooke and Natalia prior to the to be- match. It- Dana yeah. Brooke said that she's better than Amber Moon and she's better than Natalia. The Dana Pr- Brooke uh, picture that they used on the bottom screen looked really, really weird. It looked like, you know how they always said that the figure, um, the video game character of her, it just looks nothing like her? For some reason, the picture that they showed on the bottom of the screen looked nothing like her, in my opinion. Photoshop does wonders. Yeah, but uh, I think Chris was going to say this was originally going to be Ember Moon's spot. Yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah it was supposed and to be Ember Moon, she, but yeah, she has to get the surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it was pretty obvious here that Riot Squad would go over. Yeah, and they're going to Elimination Chamber to face uh, for the women's tag team championships, which is going to be cool. Up next, uh, one of the absolute worst promos in WWE history. No. Uh, I would, the fans, I the fans were, were, were tearing Ronda Rousey apart. They were booing her. They were chanting Becky. She, can, of course she, she, she laughs. She laughs in the middle of it. She calls herself out for laughing in the middle of it. I know. I, she I, couldn't I, I recover. Loved, I mean, I was texting Brandon at this time. The fans ate her alive during this. It was then, pretty amazing and that then Bailey came out to try to well, like before, save the promo. Yeah, I think that I texted Brandon about this. I think that she messed up her promo. I think that when she started to play, like when she started to take notice of the fans, because she was just like, she made that. <laughs> she there, clearly made, made. She clearly messed up. She probably forgot all the things she was supposed to say. Yeah, because she it was just led like, for you, Bailey to come out and do nothing. Exactly. She said like, "You made me uh, stutter" or whatever like that, and then after that. It seems like once she said that, the crowd got louder and she just couldn't get back on it. And that's like, when Bailey, like 10 seconds went by of yeah, silence, and then Bailey came out. We already knew this was going to have an open challenge tonight, but in that promo, she did not mention it at all. There was nothing for Bailey to come back out and, and like, retort. Yeah. It, yeah. It, 
I I definitely agree. It was an awful promo, but I know that we've heard a lot of uh, bad promos. But this was at, this was really bad. But, but Ronda then... Rousey picked up the victory over Bailey. Now having had faced uh, three fourths of the four horsewomen in WWE. I didn't like this match at all. I did not mind it. It just, see, the thing was, is that Ronda Rousey's selling made her look lost. And, and, yeah. Could you understand what I'm saying by that? Okay. She was, she had to, she obviously, she had to sell her arm from, from the night before. Bailey was working her arm again. So, but it, to me, it just made her look lost and like. Maybe she was still, like, in her mind about the promo, messing up with the promo. But, anyway, it, let's not talk about the match. Let's talk about after the match. The man comes out, Becky Lynch, selling her injuries also, and says that she chooses her. They, and did, it's gonna they be... did the four horsewomen gimmick off off uh, TV, off screen. Yeah. But then after, then it's going to be Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey, WrestleMania. I was reading today that allegedly Charlotte Flair oh, might be get added that, into this better match. Not. It better yeah. not be. I like. I, I think I'm finally on the same page with the Charlotte Flair thing. I don't want to see this. People don't want to see this. If and you do that, you're sports And I said it last week wrong. on the show. The how hot that match was going to be at Survivor Series between Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey that didn't happen. People still want to see that. They don't want to see a triple threat match. What you do is you go to Fastlane, you have Becky Lynch face off against Charlotte Flair, you have Becky Lynch face her, and then your main event of WrestleMania is Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. Yeah, I, um, I definitely think that this Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey, I liked their stare down, but even their stare down and stuff was eh. Um, I don't think it was eh. I mean, first of all, Becky well, Lynch called out Seth Rollins. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, um, also, Ronda Rousey uh, kind of threatened to kill Becky Lynch. Yeah, she she <laughs> definitely did that. There was there was no kind of she she did. <laughs> I she didn't know that throat. was a thing you could do. I don't know. Isn't that like a isn't that like real life getting in trouble? Yeah, I think I think <laughs> that uh watch next week that's the next thing. Becky Lynch presses charges for her yeah. against her. All right. But, but uh yeah, so I think it was obvious that we we would get this match. Uh, I know. And, and I, I predicted it last week. And hopefully, I hope we just this is what closes again. This hopefully, goes we back, just don't get Charlotte involved. This goes back to last year's WrestleMania, with where I still now to this day it doesn't make sense for why Oscar lost the streak at Mania against Flair. I, I I still don't understand why she lost the streak to Flair at Mania. But... Unless again, unless she was going on to this year's Mania to main event it. However. A ton of things changed in between that. You had Becky Lynch get hurt. She could not compete. And Flair, for whatever reason, they had Flair replace her. I guess due to history and all. But so much happened in between. And then you've and had maybe, uh, it's for, maybe it's for the best. Because quite frankly, as much as I times. wouldn't want to see Becky uh, Charlotte versus Rousey, now I'm, like a, I'm 100% invested in, in Becky versus Rousey. But now you also, you've also had Asuka lose a few times, so it's not anything uh, out, out of the ordinary if she was in there. And I really hope that they don't include Charlotte just because of it being the first main event of WrestleMania that's uh, women. Um, it, I don't... It, it, it seemed to have hinted towards a triple threat on... Yeah, I, I just hope that they don't feel like they have to, they have to add Charlotte because of any reason, because Ronda versus Becky has enough stardom 
uh, star power for us to be engaged in watching it. Uh, up next, though, you had Braun Strowman defeat Drew McIntyre via disqualification. To, uh, to me, it was odd. It ended with Braun Strowman getting beat down by Drew and, and Baron Corbin. Yeah, I don't. The only thing I can think of is this is going to set up McIntyre versus Braun at WrestleMania or something. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, and then the the very last thing on Monday Night Raw was, uh, to me, not confusing, but at the same time, I don't want to say dumb. So Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar, and Paul Heyman came out, and you had Seth Rollins come out. Seth Rollins gets hit with a bunch of F fives. And he goes, is that all you got? Is that all you got? But WWE confirmed that this was the match at WrestleMania. There, Here in this segment was never confirmed that this match was a match. Never. You had Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan backstage. For what reason? I have no idea. In case, they, in case Rollins picked him? Yeah, in that case. Made, that made no sense. I thought for yeah, sure I we thought were going to see the Wyatts here or something like I that. I thought it was weird that Daniel Bryan was shown backstage but never was in front of the crowd. It made no sense. And then it ends – it literally ends before Seth Rollins picks Brock Lesnar to face a mania. Uh-huh. We can't just assume that because Seth Rollins came out there, that was the match. So – but so, uh, yeah. that was that was Monday Night Raw. On to SmackDown. Becky Lynch opening the show hot. Uh, uh, like hyping up WrestleMania. Does. Flair comes out, claims that uh, it was it's it's she's the reason why Becky is what Becky is now. And Becky Lynch punched her right in the face. It was awesome. It and was she so great. Left the <laughs> ring. Flair goes. Flair goes after her. They brawl. Fans are chanting, "Let them fight!" And uh, later on, they show Becky Lynch leaving. And she was asked why she refused to seek medical attention. And she said she doesn't need to spend uh, any more time on the shelf. Maybe then, she's maybe she's more injured than letting on. Yeah, that's what that's what they're saying. I don't think so. Um, but again, it's all storyline with this flair stuff, man. I really I really really there's no need for a triple threat at WrestleMania between the three of them. There's yeah. no and, uh, like, What does Charlotte Flair have to do with, with Ronda Rousey? Absolutely nothing. Well, to be she fair. She had a match. Yeah, and she ended it with the kendo stick spot. And then at She ruined it for herself. Well, I mean, she cost, she cost both of them the match. Don't care. Don't want to see a triple threat. Yeah. So I'm... the storyline is still, I mean, the storyline's written in there. Triple threat would but take I me totally out of this match. I don't want to see it. Because then you're going to potentially, you can have Charlotte lose, and then you're going to carry over a Ronda versus Becky for another time. It's pointless. Becky versus Ronda should be determined at WrestleMania. Not, you shouldn't have interference in there where you won't have a deci- decisive uh, winner in there. Would you be okay with Charlotte helping Becky win? No, I, I think that Becky, with the gimmick that she has going right now, especially when she says that she is the man, I don't think that she should have to have uh, someone else help okay. her in that. Well, okay, so we had seeds planted at Royal Rumble. We had seeds planted on Monday Night Raw. There has to be some sort of thing coming from that with the with them holding up four. 
Of course, I, I agree with you. That I, I thought that was going to be at WrestleMania, but I don't know no, where. I, when I, else are you going to have that? The only time that makes I mean, Survivor Series would make the most sense. I guess SummerSlam would make sense as well. It could be a SummerSlam match, but um, hmm. it's tough because then you can't have Baszler. Could, do four I mean, whoever in, whoever faces Baszler at the next Takeover could end up dethroning her. And then next night at WrestleMania, Baszler shows up during that match. Marina Shafir and Jessamine Duke show up during that match. You know who's probably going to be tag team champions? Bailey and Sasha Banks. They show up to to be like, what the hell, man? This isn't cool. And then Charlotte Flair gets involved. The one thing, I, I, I hope that this isn't during their match, though. Uh, it, again, it, uh, I, it would be even better to take place afterwards. Exactly, because during the match, I feel like Rousey versus Becky can hold their own without all of that additives. Um, Post-match, that would be fine. Uh, Like maybe a Rousey beatdown of Becky after causing everything, or Becky beatdown of Rousey causing uh, Baszler to come out or something. Up next, R-Truth cut a promo about the Royal Rumble and Nia Jax, and he said the reason why he gets this match is because the McMahons felt bad for him or whatever. They saw he was, he was should have been number 30. He didn't get a chance to be. So they gave him a U.S. championship shot against Nakamura, and he picks up the victory in a very weird ending because he reverses a move from Nakamura into a small package. Kyoto counts three. Nakamura kicks out. R-Truth and Nakamura keep going. And then they just stopped. It was weird. It looked as if it was maybe not supposed to happen. But then Rusev came out, cut a promo, heel promo on R-Truth, challenging R-Truth to a championship match, and R-Truth, he accepts. Yeah, and he picks up the victory too. I like this. I feel like the ending to the Nakamura R-Truth match, might, it, it seemed like it was botched. It really did. Yeah, I'm totally with Chris on this one. I was totally surprised. I texted Brandon right away. I'm like... Was that a mistake? I thought that Nakamura was supposed to kick out of that, especially because they played it up right after they were. Our truth went for that sidekick. But like I said, it doesn't make sense for it to have been a, a botched or anything because Rusev came out. What, what's what's the well, point of Rusev coming out if that's? I thought that it was to make a to make a save of a segment, so this way it could carry over into something else instead of. It's stalling into Nakamura. because no, there was tons of storyline to come from this. I, I thought that... Yeah, yeah. Even later in the night, too, there was a backstage segment, too, with Nakamura and uh, Rusev. Well, Gals Anderson. You had uh, Nakamura attack R-Truth after the match, and R- and, and Rusev joined in. Yeah, no, that, that came from it after, which made sense. But at the time, I didn't think that it was planned. And once, our, once uh, Rusev came out, it was just like, I wonder if Rusev's going to quickly defeat R-Truth to make it like that's what I thought he, was going to happen. I'm happy like, it didn't. Yeah, like our truth wasn't actually supposed to win the uh, title at the time. So to get it off of his hands, Rusev was going to win it it's from been him. Seven years since he's been champion. The last time he was champion was I believe 2012 tag team with Kofi Kingston. Yeah. Prior to that, nine years. Uh, I'm totally. I'm totally. I said, was the I US, said this a few, U.S. champion. I said this. I think probably like last month, but I'm tr- totally fine with our truth being champion right now yeah. he has been i have not given him enough credit 
in the past. Um, I mean, I have recently in the past, but in the far past, I have not. He is really coming into his own again. Um, and it's awesome. And yeah. like like Chris said, there was a backstage segment. The club got into Rusev's face, and they were like, "How, how dare you do that? That's not cool." I bet if you had a, uh, if you took on us, you wouldn't be able to do that. And uh, Nakamura accepted. Rusev goes, "I will tag with you just this once." So maybe they'll maybe they'll turn into some sort of Cesaro Sheamus tag team, a uh, World War Two heel group. Bulgaria, Russia, and Japan. Maybe. Hmm. But Maybe. Uh, up next, we had Rey Mysterio. He was supposed to face Samoa Joe. Zelina Vega came out and, uh, I mean, basically blamed Rey Mysterio for her being barred from ringside last week. And Rey Mysterio gets attacked from behind by El Idolo, uh Cien Almas. Which, thank you, because it saved us from a Samoa Joe match. <laughs> That's yeah, it's, very it, true. And you know what? It stinks that you say that. Samoa Joe's awesome. I think Samoa Joe's great, but it's just like... He was on fire at the end of the show, but again, just watching him is just... Ugh, I don't... I don't care. It's like watching Randy Orton. I don't care. No, no, never... Well... Oh, oh, well never compare Randy well, Orton. Shane McMahon had a celebration for Miz up next. He goes, oh, you'll never forget this night. It's going to be the, the best surprise ever. And uh, it turned out that Miz's father, George Mizanin, was still in Phoenix, even though he was supposed to have flown out the day before. <laughs> um, or the morning. No, the day before would have been Monday, yeah. So, yeah. so they all celebrated. They hugged. Uh George said he was know. proud of him. I was expecting more from this segment, but Shane yeah, sets up really... a fatal four-way for uh, to see who the next their opponents will be at Elimination Chamber. So, I don't know what this segment actually did. But between those two segments, you had Mandy and Sonya being interviewed backstage about Naomi. And they went all the way back to 2015 Tough Enough. As to why Mandy has been doing the stuff she's been doing, which is absolutely I'm... crazy because when when does WWE go that far back? That's bravo. Kudos. Yeah, right. I do that that threw me. I could not believe that they went back to tough enough for that. Oh, I'm all about it. Yeah, I, I was really surprised by that too, and I I love it. And uh Mandy had said that uh, it's not over between her and Naomi, however, Absolution, as I will call them, declared themselves in the Elimination Chamber for the Women's Tag Team Championships. Why do the women of Monday Night Raw need to have a match to qualify and the women of SmackDown just to get to, they just get to announce that they'll be in it? There's not enough women on SmackDown. Again, with the whole not being enough women on SmackDown, where do we see who are the other two teams? It doesn't, like, I don't see, like, do we get random pairings of, like, Bob That's what it seems like. I, I don't know. I mean, hopefully the Iconics make it in. It would be dumb if they don't. And then that last team, I don't know who Naomi would, would be, like, tagged up with, but. I mean, probably someone that comes to her defense in this entire Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville thing. 
But or, I, I think the Iconics should definitely be the champs. Or do you bring up somebody, maybe Randy, not Randy, maybe it's a random pairing of her and Nikki Cross? Or no, her, it's Randy. Her and Randy Orton for the tag team titles, the women. Randy. I was never, I was never a women's tag team champion. I said I was never a SmackDown Raw women's tag team champion. Hey, if you're having Nia Jax get involved, then why can't you have Randy get involved in intergender matches? Well, but the, the match that Shane McMahon had set up was a fatal four-way elimination match: Heavy Machinery, The Bar, The New Day, and The Usos. I hate that. It's the Usos again in this position. I was well, hoping, no matter what, I was hoping. No matter what, dude, if it I, wasn't, if it wasn't the Usos, we could have said the same thing. If the New Day won, it makes won, no sense, the, dude. You have somebody. I, I mean, again, I don't know where this Shane McMahon and Miz thing is going. I was totally expecting, not totally, but hoping for Sanity to come out and just beat up the Usos afterwards. Yeah, I mean, but even if New Day or the Bar won. We would have said the same thing the entire, uh, why are they winning again? Well, I mean, the bar, at least to me, makes sense. They they were just tag team champions. I know that they don't have the rematch clause anymore, but they had yeah. a redemption thing where they, they got themselves back into the title picture. I would have liked it more if, that if like you said, Sanity uh, was involved. And they even tweeted out about it, uh, about them not being involved. And again, okay. can we just talk about how great Heavy Machinery is? Oh, it was that that Big E and Otis spot that they had too. And the thing I like the most about Heavy Machinery, and I may be totally wrong, but they really remind me of the way that Natural Disasters, uh, the way I saw them when I was a kid. Okay. Just because they are a, kind of a larger than life characters, mm. uh, <laughs> they are also very large. Rest, uh, I mean, I don't remember ever seeing Typhoon, Tugboat, or Earthquake do the worm. No, no, no. But they, but they I, and I knew, definitely I, don't. I, ex- I don't okay. ever remember seeing them do springboard moves. No, they're they're. But they, in my my mind, they are off brand of the natural disasters. In that being two large, just guys, uh, going at it. I mean, Christie's what I'm talking about, though. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> But yeah, no, I'm I'm all about heavy machinery. Stakes moist, baby. Yeah, Dude, I I didn't expect that. myself to be such a big fan, but they got totally over, it, and I but really like but, the double but team. But that's the thing too. Like, there's certain team, there's certain people, and there's certain teams on NXT that can get over on NXT, and then there's certain teams and characters that can get over on the main roster. Heavy machinery is one of that. Like they they had like you know they had like a rapport and stuff like that on. Mm-hmm. On NXT, but now they're going to come up to the main roster. They're going to do, <clears throat> excuse me, they're going to do all these fun. They're going to do all this fun stuff, and they're going to get over that way. Yeah, and and let's also not forget that they set them up pretty well by their introduction on Raw and SmackDown, um, with that involvement of the in the Alexa Bliss segment, and then again backstage with New Day and Becky that. Lynch. Huh? I thought you hated that segment with Raw. No, I, I, no, no, I, I didn't like the way that it ended. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, that part I was fine with, but I thought that that was good, a good introduction to them because once they were on SmackDown, people were like, all right, these guys, like, if you don't know them, you kind of were familiar with them, yeah. in that they were kind of a pseudo comedy gimmick. Yeah, well, absolutely. Speaking, speaking of ending, Daniel Bryan and SmackDown, uh, talking about the Royal Rumble. 
Okay, he brought out Eric Rowan, who the O in his name was replaced with the recycling logo. I love, I thank goodness that <laughs> they are still using his old theme song. I really do love that theme song. And he came out carrying a bag, so I automatically assumed we were getting a new WWE championship. Daniel Bryan alluded really? to I it. Really? I thought it was a bag of, I thought Dude, it was going to be a bag of trash or recyclable. Daniel Bryan alluded to it a few weeks ago and nothing came of it. When he comes out with a bag on SmackDown, that was the only thing I could, could think of. Um, and Daniel Bryan ends up Throwing the WWE Championship in the garbage, wasting all that, you, wasting all that that leather and gold or whatever, and he reveals a new one to be made from hemp, and it looks like turquoise in there, some wood, uh, rocks, some, some wood. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I really enjoy. I, I like the title. I like I, it too. Yeah, me it's too. It's an eco-friendly WWE championship. Like, Brent, you know, like, like, you know what like, we were talking, I think it was like last week or the week before, like, he, Daniel, the, the new Daniel Bryan needs something more. Yeah. This is it. I thought it was funny. Uh, Matt Riddle tweeted out saying, wait, we could uh, make the title out of anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't want to know what Matt Riddle's going to make the title out of. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I, again, I was expecting Luke Harper and Bray Wyatt here. I still feel like there's some sort of storyline with them in the future, right? Like there has to be. Yeah, but uh, and anyway. I still, I again don't get this pairing. But you had AJ Styles come out. Um, Beards. That's what it is. That's what the pairing is. Randy Orton. I, I, I think it's kind of weird that they haven't brought. Am, am I wrong? But they have not brought up the Wyatt family yet. No. Yeah, I, I, I guess that's brought, kind of that's interesting why. that they were connected in that, but that hasn't been brought up yet. But, uh, yeah, so they, they came out. You had uh, Jeff Hardy, Mustafa Ali, Samoa Joe. They all wanted the title shot. Samoa Joe completely lit the ring on fire. Um, yeah. Daniel Bryan saying, no, none of you are getting the title. And Triple H uh, came on the screen and announced that this was the Elimination Chamber match. All of them will, will be in the match. Uh, they all brawled. Daniel Bryan, obviously not. He stayed on the table. And I, I'm honestly, I'm ready for him to hold the title for two, three years. Yeah, let's do it. I would not mind that at all. Bring it on. Yeah. Bring it on. So that's SmackDown. Uh, that's also spectacular. That concludes such a great weekend of uh, and week of sports entertainment. Yeah, it was just a lot of fun. I'm just going to add, I, I love that Mustafa Ali isn't being forgotten, and he's included in this entire uh, main event scene as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, they needed him to do the flippy-dippy stuff. <laughs> so true. And we're on the road, pal. We're on the road to WrestleMania. Yeah, they officially raised the sign for Monday. Yeah. It's funny how like a lot of people were complaining, like, oh, my God, there's no WrestleMania sign. But it's like, if you sit down and think... They're in a baseball stadium. I don't think the roof is meant for no. stuff to be hanging from. No, absolutely not. Yeah. So that's it. Let's uh, we got shameless plugs, Dave. Shameless plugs. All right. First shameless plug goes to Vikram. Thank you very much for listening to our podcast. I appreciate it, even though it wasn't on last week's podcast. We but appreciate it. Yes, you still listen, and we totally appreciate it. On our eight-year uh, so anniversary. Yeah, go give him a follow, v, uh, v Bandari 82 Thank you so much for listening. Also, Eric Rowan's T-shirt. Uh, 
it was Alstorm, a band that I have been st- starting to listen to. It's a uh, pirate rock. Um, yeah, I love their song "Drink." So go check out "Drink" by Alstorm, and I definitely uh, I'll do that right now because I got a beer in front of me. Drink. There Woo-hoo. you go, drink. Which, um, by the and, way, at the beginning of the show, you cracked open a beer. I thought you I were. Did. I thought you were drinking an espresso. I was, and then I switched over to beer. That was like <laughs> it was like seconds in between the two. That's fine. It That's happens. Funny. I'm cel- It's a celebration. Yeah. That it's is eight years. Woohoo! <laughs> um, also, NYWC Psycho Circus, February 23rd. Uh, make sure that you get your tickets, and it is going to be awesome. Tickets are on sale today. You can go check them out, nywcwrestling.com. Hey, Chris, you got a uh, match of the week? week. Yeah, I do. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. I know if you know me and you know the show, my match of the week would probably be Alistair Black versus Tommaso Ciampa, but no. Uh, my match of the week this week is the Women's Royal Rumble from this year. I really enjoyed it. Uh, didn't a have lot. Tommaso Ciampa in it. It didn't have Alistair Black in it. Surprising. I know, right? No, I really enjoyed the the Casey Catanzaro spot. I enjoyed the Hornswoggle spot. And more importantly, I enjoyed the fact that I won predictions with Becky Lynch winning. <laughs> well, <laughs> again, again, last week I was like, dude, if that does not happen, I will be disappointed. So I'm thankful. Again, Finley, thank you. You could say yeah, that I look like Seamus all you want. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's my match of the week is uh, the Women's Royal Rumble. It was a, It was very enjoyable. Brandon, who are you shouting out? Brandon's shout-outs. Robert De Niro. Something we did not discuss on the show yet. Uh, Jack Swagger getting the first shout-out because I watched his MMA debut at Bellator. And it did was... he come out with, like, a white tiger? No. He I know, came... I know, okay, I... First, it, it goes dark, and you just hear him over and over again. We, the people. We, the people. We, the people. And then R-Truth wrapped him to the ring. Wait, R-Truth was there? Yeah. R-Truth went really? from there to number 30 almost the next night. And, was it uh, in Arizona? No, I think. Was it Vegas maybe? Oh, that's not that bad. I'm not, sure. I'm not sure where Bellator was. But uh, Jack Swagger won in like a minute and nine seconds. Yeah, I heard. It was pretty impressive. And, and his entrance Tron was all WWE like clips of him. I wonder uh, if they got copyright. No, because like, w, well, yeah, clearance. Yeah, WWE tweeted about it. They posted an article on WWE.com congratulating him. Uh, maybe this is because of CM Punk. I don't know, but it's, they seem to be fully behind Jack Swagger, Jack, Jake Hager. Um, so yeah, congratulations. Next up goes to the WWE Performance Center YouTube account. They did. It's great. They did videos where they called all the women separately, uh, except for Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane, into the office, and it, it almost seemed like there was bad news about to come. I, I believe Zaya was almost in tears, but uh, they they ended up telling them they were in the Royal Rumble. They got their genuine reactions. I thought it was cool. I enjoy. I did you really... watch the video of them afterwards? Like Ricochet yeah. was crying. Well, Ricochet Wait, was, was this. No. On the Performance Center YouTube account that they, they post all like the cool behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah. But Ricochet was crying because of Katie. Uh, not Katie. <laughs> Casey. Casey, whatever it is. Larry. Yeah. Casey Catanzaro. Yeah. 
Because I guess they're together. I've, I've, you didn't know this? No, well, I'm saying that. I'm saying, like, I guess that's why, like, oh, you work so hard. At, oh, it's still real to me, damn it. I thought that Ricochet was with that other one. Tessa Blanchard Tessa? was a thing of the past yeah. at this point. No. But it's so funny because, like, they have, like, similar features. Tess, yeah. You know, like, facial wise. Yeah. Yeah. Everything else is totally different because Tessa's, like, has a very more of, like, a muscular, strong. Bro. Yeah. And then Casey is just like this little tiny little thing. But yeah, I enjoy this uh, this YouTube account. I think it's great. They showed off uh, Sarah Logan talking about being there for, for her husband in yeah. the entrance. They, they showed um, Hanson's brother in the crowd and, and afterwards reactions. And it's like, this, this YouTube account will make you laugh and it will make you cry. Like that whole the, their wedding when they were the videographers for their wedding. Yeah. Oh, that was that was awesome. That yeah. video I did watch that. Uh, and then the last shout out goes to Drew Gulak, Oni Lorkin, and Amazing Red, uh, because WWE showed footage of them training with Sasha Banks for her to prepare for her match against Ronda Rousey at the Rumble. I believe she also trained with Charlotte Flair, and I think it's like. Well, let's not talk like, about Charlotte Flair. Let's just talk well, about Drew Gulak. Okay. Well, I'm saying I think. I think footage like this could have been beneficiary to the match itself where you show her doing whatever she could to like learn new moves here and there to take on Rousey. But they didn't, they didn't, they don't showcase stuff like that. And I don't get why, but Mm -hmm. that's my, that's my last uh, shout out. Now it's time for Ow. our mark out moment of the week before we get on this week's mark out moment of the week mr notebook didn't even bring it up yet mariana rivera dave's back you two can converse about marriott we spoke about it last week right but you said i'm writing it in my notebook so dave and i can discuss on the show i am so happy that mariana rivera is the first person to be unanimously voted in well-deserving perfect closer uh, it wasn't perfect, but I mean, like <laughs> nobody's he, perfect he, except he, for, he deserves know. he deserves the respect by uh, of every baseball fan out there and baseball player. Uh, yeah, there's really just very awesome. I think that out of he's a good pick for unanimously going in. But what about Ken Griffey Jr.? Do you think he should have been unanimous or no? Oh, one hundred percent. Oh, I I definitely I mean he missed it by one person. Yep. And I I think that Ken Griffey should have been the f- first person, but you know what? I'm totally fine with Rivera being that as well. Uh, okay. What what's your take on Barry Bonds and Schilling? And Kurt uh, Schilling? Yeah. What other Schillings are there? <laughs> did, you could probably look up more Schillings. Um, <laughs> I I think that Barry Bonds good. Listen. In. What? Next time that they're voting they make a voted in i don't think bonds will they, they've they, been his still dwindle his is still dwindling kurt Schilling, i could see getting in because i think they have their last time on the ballot is 2020 um but every year they've been increasing uh this year they were after, 60. after that they have there's like absolutely zero chance they can get in 
Yeah, yeah there's a window. That's dumb. No, I think it's smart. I, I, I don't know how big the window is. I think they, they have You're going to have, like, the WWE Hall of Fame where you have freaking Coco... No, not Coco Beware. It's a bad uh, analogy. Who's no, I think, I think that they'll get in at some... I think Barry Bonds deserves to get in. I don't think he deserves to get in. I don't know. I, I think that... Agree to dis- huh? Agree to disagree. I don't think he deserves to be in because he has been blatantly thrown out there by doing several different types of pro- uh, performance-enhancing drugs to increase his swing. Oh, my God, my chair! Oh, no. But what's, no, my- what's wrong with steroids? There's nothing wrong with steroids. What about... <laughs> What about um? What's his face? Pete Rose. Pete Rose. I mean, Pete Rose is a, a, a amazing player. When, but... when does the window close? If like, if the window's still open for him? No, I think it's closed on Pete Rose. Oh no, uh, no. I think he has to be reinstated first. Ah, okay. But yeah, yeah I no. I mean, he's amazing I player, but still, like, he bet on himself. I, I, yeah, I think that Pete Rose should be inducted, and I think are that any of the nineteen nineteen White Sox in the Hall of Fame? The Black Sox in the that's, are they in really the Hall of Fame? That's really funny because I was about to say Shoeless Joe. You could hear me say shh, and then Brandon went on to say the White Sox. I think Shoeless Joe should be inducted into the Hall of Fame without a doubt. I mean, they've even said that Shoeless Joe Jackson wasn't involved in that well, entire. Uh, uh, like, I'm sorry, but all those steroids, all those steroids, guys, Bonds, Sosa, McGuire, no, no, like, the White Sox stand scandal. Oh yeah, no, they, they, they threw the game for more money. Yeah, but it's been, made, I think but... it's been proven that Shoeless Joe Jackson wasn't involved. I think I think he was involved. I think he was involved. Also, in regards to the Hall of Fame, I. Last week, I thought Billy Crystal was in the Hall of Fame. It was what I was thinking of was John Fogarty. They honored him or something with the with his song or something. For being coach, basically. So I that's am. what I was thinking of. But I, I think uh, as far as this week's markout moment of the week goes, uh, Jeff Jarrett being in the Rumble was cool. Halftime Heat. Halftime Heat for sure. Halftime the new uh, WWE Orange. Championship. Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle, Hornswoggle definitely. And I think uh, overall, Becky Lynch. And and the Casey Catanzaro spot. I went nuts but, for that. But more importantly, Becky Lynch. Yeah, I think Becky Lynch is like the top of it. But Hornswoggle. I'm going to add one more. Uh, Walter's Chop. Oh, Ouch. yeah. Against, what's his name? Jake Stars? Yeah, I saw I saw a picture of the chop across his chest. Oh, Welcome to NXT, yeah. kid. Yeah. Welcome to NXT, pal. It was still there. It was like the big O slap chop. Oh, yeah. That, that's still a thing. Ah, and yeah. That, was a, that was a part of our... Uh, eight-year anniversary? Eight-year anniversary. Mark it out. What, 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 what we, sticks out to you special. in the past eight years, guys? Say that again? What sticks out to you in the past uh, eight years? Zack Ryder. <laughs> <laughs> What, but seriously, like, what a roller coaster ride he's been on. Yeah. From doing this podcast to <laughs> not doing anything to now doing something. Now having his own podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We were yeah. the inspirations. You heard it here first. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, I, Zach Ryder, uh, I got another uh, one of those retro figures. I had to go to Target the other night to get photo paper, and I got the uh, Macho Man uh, NWO uh, one. That's pretty cool. 
Yeah. Dave saw my uh, my set the other day when he. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. The big. <laughs> Dave saw my uh, Hasbro he saw the retro big uh... setup. <laughs> the big the big E is the oh, best okay. figure. Oh, because it looks like he's trying to grab hoots. It's great. Yeah, it's 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 just hilarious. Why he's got e. warrior hands? Yeah, he has warrior hands and his just the face the facial uh, expression that he has. It's it's great. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you a picture of it when uh, we're done with the podcast. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So thanks and, for being with us for eight years. Thanks for the new listeners. Thanks for the old listeners that no longer listen. We still appreciate you. Thanks Shelly, to well, you know I'm we don't mention them you. at all. Nick Matocho for making our logo. Um, Bring Rope Rebellion for making our theme music. We don't mention them enough because you know. They're not a thing anymore, but they're still doing well, it seems. Yeah, all of them are doing great. Me and Jason, me and Jason are friends on the social media, and I know yeah. he posts about uh, video games and the Saints. The so. old Eric, Eric Montreal Broski, I mean, we appreciate him. And oh. every NYWC, everybody that's been supporting us over the years, it's totally appreciated. Uh, Jason, uh, sign guy, you know? Sign guy. Yeah. We've had wow. so many people support us over the years, and we just greatly appreciate everybody that's tuning in to listen to us still. Yeah, and this is still a thing. More importantly, buy, buy the shirt, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mark and out. Check us out on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Mark and out. YouTube, YouTube.com slash Mark and out 11. Follow us on Twitter at BTTG161, at Chris Sweendog, at Dave the Rave underscore MO. At Marking Out, go to MarkingOut.com, check it out, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and I don't think there's anything left more to say then. We wish you the, the best, best of luck in your future, future endeavors. endeavors. Have a fantastic week. And good luck on chocolate cake.